Welcome to Superman and Lois, The New Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here to talk, of course, about the CW Superman and Lois, Season 2, Episode 4, The Inverse Method. Uh, That's right. A little programming note before we get into it. There is going to be two weeks off after this episode for Superman and Lois. We'll be off two weeks for the Winter Olympics, and then it will be back February 22nd with a new episode then. So let's get into The Inverse Method. So the synopsis for this is Lois and Chrissy are on a mission to find Lois's sister Lucy and Jonathan and Jordan become more and more unsettled as Clark's painful visions continue. Meanwhile, Lana, Kyle, and Sarah share a family breakfast and discuss Sarah's upcoming quinceanera. Lastly, Natalie and her father share a bonding moment. Dylan Walsh also stars. Really cool. Really fun uh, mention of 30 seconds of the episode. Uh, This was directed by Melissa Hickey. I think this is technically her first episode of tv to air she did direct an upcoming episode of ozark but that hasn't been out yet Uh, it's her first episode of superman and lois obviously and it's written by jay jameson and andrew and wong jameson this is his third episode and wong's second episode writing for the show Uh, i guess what did you what did you think of this episode Uh, overall i i like this episode it on the whole it really worked for me there are definitely some parts of it that don't work for me and we'll talk about that when we get into the the plot and spoiler part um but overall i i enjoyed this episode quite a bit and it is making me care more about some of the side stories that i thought i wasn't going to care as much about yeah it's got a lot of there are a lot of sides there's a ton going on right now a lot of characters to juggle a lot of storylines to juggle some of them may be related some of them not um and so they're doing a lot of interesting things with those i'll i'll agree with you there i do wish the the two main plots the the Superman and the Lois plot got a little bit more movement. They're really kind of slowly going along. We didn't get a ton of new information in this episode, uh, but there is a lot of, of good stuff here. So I guess we can get into get into the scenes now. Uh, oh, so we should we should know. I think there are extended stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not listed on the CW's website as an extended episode, but there are a couple scenes or extensions. Uh, one with John and Nat that I don't remember from the broadcast, so either I, I blacked it out or... There was an error or something, or this is an actual extended episode for the first time in season two. Yeah, I I also thought that was uh, an extended scene. And then interestingly enough, from the synopsis where they're talking about uh, the Cushing family having a breakfast and talking about Sarah's quinceanera, that whole part is not in the, the TV broadcast version, at least the one that I saw on the air. So that that's just an interesting little note. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the uh, the episode starts off with a flashback five years ago, and we get to see Lucy for the first time. Um, and she's been staying with the Kents for two months, it seems like. Um, she she loves the boys and the family and everything, but she wants to leave. Uh, she says she needs to be with people who understand her, and the people who understand her evidently is Allie, the leader of the cult that Lois helped her escape. So, uh, yeah, this is this is our introduction to Lucy, and it is really driving home the fact that I don't think the relationship between these sisters is going to be a very uh, strong one, at least in for the foreseeable future. Not a very happy one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, some interesting stuff here. I like that they started right away with a flashback to give a little bit of history for Lucy and Lois. This is, of course, Jenna Dewan returning to the role of Lucy Lane. She previously played an Earth-38 version of Lois Lane in season one of Supergirl back in 2015, 2016. And now she is on Earth Prime, a different world, maybe a little bit different backstory. Um, they do mention things, how she's she's lost everything, her job, her fiance, her mom. A lot of that technically could be in line with the continuity from 
Supergirl, but I think they're they're doing a very different um, approach to that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're they're directly following this this on, and they've said so much behind the scenes. So I get I get people who are frustrated that if it's not a direct continuation of the character from Lucy, but at the same time, I think a show called Superman and Lois should have kind of free reign to do what they want with Superman and Lois characters and not be um, stuck with with something that was done years ago and that doesn't fit into this show. Yeah. And and regardless of the events that may or may not like overlap with uh, her events that happened to her on Supergirl, this character in this universe has definitely responded differently to uh, her past and is going down a very different path. Yeah. What do you think of Jenna Dewan as as Lucy? She is. She's a very good actress. And uh, especially um, especially her and uh, Bitsy Bitsy Tullock. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mind going blank. Her and Bitsy Tullock playing off of each other. They they're both two very, very good actors. And so it was it's good to see. um, There's more scenes later on, too, but a lot of emotionally tense scenes, not like fun to watch, but um, kind of a masterclass in acting to to see these two great actors play off each other. So I, I thought she did a really good job. She came very strong and I'm interested to see her relationship uh, with Lois change and evolve. Yeah, I don't know how much we'll see of her uh, mm-hmm. going forward, but I'm glad what we've gotten so far. Hope hope for more. I thought they played off each other really well and were believably conflicted siblings. Um, not very happy. Uh, and it kind of made me question and wonder, I hope we get more. You know, we got a little bit of, of Lucy's backstory, but what drove her to Allie in the first place? What drove Lois to inviting her in with with the the family in Metropolis? And why did Lucy leave? All of those things. Uh, we didn't get a ton of information about that. I think there's more to that story, and I hope we get some of that maybe in the next episode. Yeah. So we, uh, we get out of the flashback. It's current day again. And where we left last episode where Allie is having dinner with Lois and at the at the diner well i don't i don't think anybody's eating they're just kind of scowling at each other um but ali says she guides people towards completion which i mean i think i'll just i'll bring it up right now it's it's kind of unbelievable some of the characters how they respond to ali because like she is so blatantly evil and her cult is not good at all and like they're even they just kind of gloss over the fact that people have to drown themselves and like that's just a normal thing you do because she says that lucy wasn't dying she was going to a higher plane and so it's a bit unbelievable that some characters are swayed by that but at the same time thing crazy like truth is stranger than fiction a lot of times and there are really cults that happen like this and people really do things like this so i i guess it's not too weird but it's i just find a hard time believing that some of the characters are agreeing with Allie and are curious of what uh, what she's laying down. Well, you know, I don't know. Um, I think even if it, she might sound ridiculous to you, that doesn't mean she would be ridiculous, seem ridiculous to everyone else. Yeah. And on the surface, we still don't know a ton about this in this the inverse society, this organization, what she actually does. It all yeah. sounds kind of vague and generic and self-help uh, stuff that on the surface, it seems like she might be trying to do a good thing which is, I mean, we assume that's not the case because Lois is against it and we believe in Lois, but we don't really know what they do. Now, the the part about going to the higher plane, whatever, drowning yourself, whatever that that is, obviously that's a that's a big red flag. And I'm sure there are others. Um, I'm trying to think back the last couple episodes of what specifically they've mentioned, but it, it does seem like there's some bad, some, like on the surface, it seems like something crazy and, and we'll get into that more later, but she hasn't been convicted of anything criminal if if like telling people to go take a bath in a drug or something 
I don't I don't know. It's it's weird, but I want to find out more about the inverse society and specifically what what they've what they've done. Obviously, it seems bad, and mm-hmm. it probably is bad, but we haven't. Uh, I think there's still more to that story. I guess I want to find out more about it. Yeah. the The thing that does intrigue me though is because it is so mysterious and at least for now it seems pretty grounded you know going to a higher plane doesn't sound super grounded but on a show like a superhero show in the grand scheme of things this is a pretty grounded um villain and threat so far so i i'm assuming there will be some maybe powers and or supernatural things that come up but at least for now it's kind of cool to see lois um tackling this this problem that she can really try to solve with her um reporting skills and everything it's kind of nice to see a more a grounded kind of threat absolutely I, I agree with that and i am wondering how you know getting into the, more of this later talking about finding a better self and all that is does this have something to do with the other self that clark has is it is it are those things loosely connected somehow or is this who knows i'm, I'm sure it's got something supernatural or sci-fi connected to it um i don't think those things have to connect but i wouldn't be surprised if they do yeah, I'm I'm guessing that they will come together at some point, but it's it's kind of nice that I have no idea how they would come together. So I'm I'm very excited to see what the writers do to uh, further the story. Um, but apparently Lucy is going to go on Allie's podcast tomorrow and Lois minces absolutely no words about taking down Allie and doing whatever she can in her power to stop her. And Allie says she doesn't respond to threats well and she gets up to leave and every other single person in the diner gets up with her and they were actually there with her. And I, I absolutely love little details like that. Like that is so scary and it's scary because it's (laughs) something that could happen in real life. Like there are, I'm never going to go up against doomsday or, you know, some big, huge super villain, but like something like this could happen. (laughs) And so I don't know. I just really like that touch. It shows her reach and power that she actually has. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, really cool. I like that Lois wasn't afraid and I should probably also have the ELT handy, but uh, I thought that was cool, and it does make you wonder what is Allie actually offering these people to get that loyalty from Lucy and from everyone else. Right? Yeah, she's she has something over them. Uh, we just don't know what it is yet. Uh, then we see the the thing from the mines at the at the fortress, um, the thing that looks like Clark, and it, it uses flame breath to to get a crystal out of the ice of, of some sort. And when he touches it, he starts having vision of. Clark and the boys and obviously Clark is having visions of him as well they're they're connected in in some way yeah so that's confirmation that this thing is also having visions at least at some point we don't know if it's always the exact same time as Clark or or what yeah. but that was cool how he has the opposite power set where he can flame breath heat breath yeah uh whatever you call it um but at this time Lois is listening to the that podcast and Jordan has used his super hearing to kind of eavesdrop on her and clark just gives him some quick advice like don't do that it's never going to end well and that's that's probably good advice yeah and he, he did that earlier in the season two with yeah sarah um so that's that's not good but it is used for story expedience here uh yeah, this this episode has taught me that this season has taught me that podcasts are the enemy and they're good for no one so remember right. that yeah i would strongly recommend against anyone ever listening to a podcast um so on that podcast lucy has recanted her story um and it seems like there's no hope but clark encourages lois to to go get lucy back and she's being a very supportive spouse nice moment from from clark she seems gone so go find her or whatever yeah whatever he said uh, i thought that was a cool moment between the two of them because this storyline seems 
hopeless and mm-hmm. you know it's, it seems pretty nasty and bad like you're there's this cult culty organization your sister's wrapped up in it and it's also going to not only further or continue to destroy your family life uh but it's also potentially destroying your career that's there's not a lot good going on <laughs> not a lot of good news in this storyline so it's nice to have a, a little hopeful moment uh we get a little scene of natalie and john henry in the barn working on his suit um they don't have the parts they need so he says he's gonna have to ask sam and or the dod for parts and this and more moments later and the last episode and everything john henry seems much more willing to work with the dod than clark is probably for for good reasons but it is interesting how how willing he is i don't think he has a super strong relationship with them but it's just a little thing i noticed it might be desperation yeah uh because at the end of last episode he wasn't too interested in clark working with the what we learn are called the supermen of america in this episode mm-hmm. um, but this episode he's more open to it and willing to work with the dod but it might be i've got i need this suit i'm useless i you know he's he's having problems so he's, he might be desperate and needs some uh and then we get that tiny little extended scene that i alluded to earlier where kyle and lana and sarah the whole family cushion family are sitting at the diner and they're trying to play in sarah's quinceanera she doesn't seem super interested in it um but then lana goes to pay the check and emily fawn pulls her aside and warns her about mayor dean digging into her past and she says that they've been asking questions about sarah too and so we can i think we can just kind of wrap up all of the the cushing storyline it's kind of scattered all around um but this is the this is what i was talking about earlier where i i'm more interested in this storyline than i have been in the previous three episodes now so um yeah mayor dean is <laughs> just keeps revealing himself to not be a very nice person <laughs> at all um and the the thing you're talking about is they brought this up in the first season that Sarah had a, a suicide attempt, but that is she went to therapy. She's gone through a lot of uh, stuff and they, I think they've, they've handled it pretty well. That's a very, very tough, sensitive subject to try to bring into a show like this. Um, but to Sarah's credit, she seems not to really be phased by it. And she basically just says, bring it on. And so it's cool to see her be that strong um, with something that kind of horrific happening in her past. So it's nice to, to see that. Yeah, the the mayor thing I thought was pretty interesting. This episode, the Sarah stuff, they they really had a a lot of references to mental health and everything. The first handful of episodes last season, and I really liked that uh, for the most part. But they kind of dropped it, and yeah. so I'm glad they're at least bringing it back here. I don't know if if Sarah's going to struggle with anything further. Um, she obviously seem. I mean, she seems great and strong in this. I wonder what it's like when if if that information did get out and people, the whole t- small town was talking about it. And, uh, you know, people are mentioning it to her at school, how she would react then, you know, if she would, if she would have some more troubles. Um, but I, I did like what she said here. You know, I had, I had a problem. I got help, you know, that's nothing to be ashamed of. And I'd love to get on the debate stage and talk about that. I thought that was really cool. A really cool moment for Sarah. Uh, as for the rest of it. Yeah. And then, but we, we find out that maybe Mayor Dean isn't actually looking into Sarah. He's maybe, or at least he says he isn't, he's looking into Kyle and he even, basically calls him out for his alcohol use um and that really upsets him um to the point where he he goes to the bar and everybody everybody's like hey man where you been and the bartender just automatically pours him a shot and um yeah the usual and kyle's not there for a drink he's there to talk but apparently it kind of looks like maybe he's had an affair with this bartender and that's one of the big reveals at the end um i was not expecting this um I don't know how much, how far they're going to go. I'm assuming it's going to 
like that is going to come to light and Kyle is going to be in some big trouble. But I'm, I'm interested to see what that does to the, the Cushing family relationship because things have been too nice for too long yeah. for them, unfortunately. And it looks like that's going to come to an end. Yeah, they have been a happy family for a while while the Kents have just had some horrible stuff going on. Uh, yeah, so Kyle's, I'm glad Kyle's past is coming up to to haunt him, I guess. I mean, I, I like Kyle. Kyle's been fun the last several episodes, but um, yeah, I don't know if he is going to regress now. And obviously he's, yeah, it seems like there is definitely an affair, some some sort of relationship with the bartender. I'm guessing they'll get into that. And uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how that impacts everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more interested to see what goes on with the, the storyline after this episode than I was before this episode, which is kind of the, the point of it. So I, that worked for me. Um, like Rewinding backwards in the episode, Clark and John Henry have coffee on the porch at the farm and they, they bond about how nice it is to live on the farm. Clark talks about how his dad joined the army to get away from the hard work of the farm, which was just like a, a nice, funny little antidote. I love that. I could watch, um, there wouldn't be a lot of drama, but I could watch 42 minutes of Clark telling stories yeah. about mom. Pa Kent. He mentions, he mentions mom, ma later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this little fun little story about his dad was really cool because we haven't heard much about John- Jonathan really. Um, yeah. You know, he dies in a flashback in the first couple minutes of the pilot and we don't get many stories about him. So I was glad to hear that. I thought that was really cool. But this, uh, it's a nice moment that we could have watched the whole episode of. Unfortunately, it gets cut short because Clark has another vision and headache, and the the thing just shows up at the at the farm. Right? And Clark knows he's coming. He says he's coming. Um, but John Henry steps in to stop him. He has to use his hammer without his gauntlet on, which I don't think it. I don't know if it breaks his hand. He definitely has to wrap it up later, but it it hurts quite a bit. I mean, he's um, lucky. But, it just his head didn't end up on the porch. Oh, right. Because yeah. that hammer was coming in. <laughs> um, but the. The thing is wearing a crystal and it glows when he gets close to Clark because they're kind of, they're battling. They're not really doing much. They're just kind of like in a, I don't know, like a wrestling hold or something. But yeah, there's a big, a big like glowing aura around them. It's strange. It's, I, I don't know what the crystal is. I don't know what's happening, but I'm sure we're going to find out more as the season goes on. Uh, Lois goes to the Gazette and Chrissy's been up all night. And apparently she is, she's been catfishing as Penelope Collins on the dark web, which is, I don't know, as a nice little detail. It doesn't really <laughs> mean much, but Chrissy knows how to, to get into the dark places on the internet. Well, Penelope uh, Collins is a blonde, so that came into play later. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, she got herself invited to a conference with Allie. That's why she was, she's doing all that. So that was some good, uh, Chrissy showing off some of her reporting skills. Although I don't know, I guess you do have to need you need to know how to sneak into places to be a good reporter, and she's got that skill down. Uh, and then back at the school, Candace tells Jonathan, uh, well, basically she's asked him if he's tried out the yellow mist yet, which is the inhaler drugs that she's been selling to everybody. Um, and Jonathan isn't sure if he wants to try it yet and asks what it does. And she says it makes you feel like Superman, and she kind of lists a couple of Superman's powers that you can get from it. It At the end of the last, that was the last episode where he went over to buy some of the drugs, right? It yes. seemed like he, he was much more excited and willing to try it. So this is, he's a little more hesitant here than I thought he was at the end of the last episode. Yeah. We get some interesting thoughts about that. I mean, he overcomes that, that hesitancy pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that the the yellow mist that Candace's father, Walter White, is cooking up, uh, whatever he's doing, I don't know if he's purposely giving them different powers, if that's, if that's variations of the drug or if it just reacts with everyone's biochemistry differently or whatever but it's interesting that you can basically get one power set of superman it seems like from the xk yeah 
or whatever. And so, like you said, at at football practice, Jonathan gets over that hesitancy really quick and uses the inhaler and he gets super eyesight, super vision, not supervision, but supervision. Um, And he goes to Coach Gain and gets himself put into practice and he is throwing better than ever because he can see the the open wide receivers down the field. That seems like one of the least useful football powers yes you could get on the football field <laughs> but he uses it to his advantage there really quick i think it also gave him some confidence too yeah. like, I don't, maybe that was just uh, a placebo effect but he goes over and coach Gaines. you know this is one of his better episodes he, like your initiative there dropping the ego all that um that was fun so he he goes in and we get to see the the joys of the, the glamorization of performance enhancing drugs for teenagers yeah, I'm I'm really hoping there's some negative <laughs> side effects because so far it doesn't really seem to be that big of a problem. Yeah. Now, um it's all working out great so far, but yeah. he didn't instantly die. So that's a plus. Right. Jonathan. I was I I thought something really weird was going to happen because he's half uh, Kryptonian, but so far it doesn't seem to to be that. Um but that being said, the extended scene that I neither of us saw in the the broadcast version but maybe it was but jonathan and Allie are walking home from school and he kind of freaks out a little bit because a bird's about to hit him in the face but it turns <laughs> out that the bird's really far away and it just looks super close because he's it seems like he doesn't have total control of the, the super eyesight yet it's kind of funny how natalie just thinks he's high or something <laughs> right <laughs> which I, mean, a... I guess technically kind of is so but yeah um <laughs> so that was kind of a, a fun weird moment freaking out over a bird uh yeah, I thought that was yeah. in a horrible, uh, you know, stuff don't use drugs, kids, kind of way. Yeah. Uh, and then this this episode that's kind of, everybody has their own side story, uh, this kind of jam-packed episode. But uh, the other one I wanted to bring up was Jordan, his whole deal. So he, he goes with Sarah to visit Denise's store, which I, I don't know if we've met Denise yet, but now that she has a name, she's probably a character we'll see. Uh, yeah, they, they do a good job of, of mixing in background characters and you don't even know if they were in an episode or not. So I don't know if we... Yeah. She might have been an extra for an episode or two, and now she gets a, a bigger role. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan hears kids about to shoplift at the store, and he uses his freeze breath to stop them. It's it's nice to see this, um, but it goes from nice to not nice really fast because Denise says it's okay because they have security cameras recording everything, which does bring up the, the question of, like, how is this the first time that this has ever happened, that somebody gets caught on security camera um, doing that? But... Uh, I think they do kind of resolve that um, because Jordan gets a, a hold of Sam who's out golfing. He's just living that retired life, which is awesome. Um, and Sam has used his superpowers of being in the government to scramble the original video. And Sam points out to Jordan that, hey, there was a blind spot you could have stood in to not get caught on the camera. So I think that's uh, that's some of the training that Clark had gone through or knows what to do to to stay out of cameras. But also, Clark has a alter ego, so maybe Jordan needs one of those too. Yeah, um, Jordan's kind of lucky that Sam bailed him out, and also that he was trying to do an, uh, the right thing. But he's lucky that those kids seem to be okay. Imagine if they smashed their head, yeah, slipping there, and then sued Denise's dad, right? And uh, how that would go? Uh, that would, that could have taken an even darker path there. But yeah, so that leads to, I mean, what do you think about Jordan trying to get training from Sam? Yeah, so that's what happens at the end of the episode is that Jordan asks him to train him so that because he wants to be ready to help his dad and Sam agrees to do it, but he wants to keep it a secret between the two of them. 
I, I like the idea of Jordan getting trained from Sam. The part I don't really understand is Sam wanting to keep it a secret and Jordan agreeing to keep it a secret. That can end in nothing but heartache and tears and just not good. So I, I don't really know. Um, I don't know. I don't really know why they're they're going down that path. What did you think of it? I, yeah, I think that's probably going to end poorly in, in some ways, but I think I can kind of buy it from Sam's perspective in that he he sees him as... Like, he sees his powers as an asset. He's still thinking kind of militarily and sees that. And he probably also wants to hang out with his grandson. And if he tells Lois and Clark, they're probably going to say, no, you're a 15-year-old. We almost got you killed. Clark almost got you killed by Tal Rowe a couple weeks yeah. ago. Uh, we don't need, we don't want teenagers out there fighting. Um, so I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I, I figured they'd go this way eventually. But yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about a 15-year-old actually in action. Um, mm-hmm. which is weird to say when Smallville is my favorite TV show, but yeah. that Clark was the only superpowered being and he felt like it was kind of his responsibility in this world for Jordan, where he has Superman and steel living in the same house as him. Uh, it's a little different. Yeah. And there, there was some training in the past. There was the part where he's punching the log and stuff, but they've kind of dropped that. So I, I do understand that Jordan, like, like, I cannot blame him for wanting to to get stronger, to master his powers, to to know how to help because, you know, it's it's hard to have those powers and not be able to do anything with them and not actually be able to to help your family. So I, I totally understand where he's coming from. And, and then we get the kind of culmination of the story with Lois and Chrissy where Chrissy goes to the conference in disguise. She's got her blonde wig on. She is Penelope Collins. Um, and they, they're going there to try to find Lucy. Uh, and Lucy actually finds Lois outside the conference and agrees to meet with her in, in a hotel room. And they, they get into a, another big argument in the hotel room. And Lucy's talking about how the article ruined her life. Um, and they keep cutting back between that and Allie's conference. And Allie eventually has everyone turn to the back of the room where Chrissy is. And she she knows that Chrissy is Chrissy. She understands that she's there in disguise. So again, kind of demonstrating the the power and reach that Allie has and is kind of frightening. Yeah, I guess it shouldn't be surprising that she might have looked into the one other reporter for the Gazette uh, (laughs) to see if Lois, you know, knowing how important Lois Lane is to her. Um, So that was neat. I am, I mean, it is crazy how far gone Lucy is or or how much she believes in Allie to not only turn away from her sister for five years, but to record her like that and try try to make her look like the bad guy. Yeah. And this is the part that I, I've kind of struggled with is because, like you said, they there's a hidden camera. Allie turns it on so that Chrissy can see Lois admit that she left out some of Lucy's story to try to protect her. Um, and Chrissy is really mad at Lois because she didn't trust her enough to tell her everything about the article, which I, I can understand that she's mad that Lois didn't tell her everything. Um, but they, especially at the end where Chrissy uh, isn't responding to Lois, but instead wants to go to Allie to get her side of the story by herself i find it hard to believe that chrissy is swayed that easily and is that mad at lois because i i don't know to me it didn't seem like what lois did was all that terrible it kind of seems very justified and understandable because she was doing everything she could to protect her sister and this cult just seems so obviously evil and bad on the outset that i have a hard time like I have a hard time buying into the tension that we're supposed to feel and like the betrayal that Chrissy is supposed to feel um, from Lois. I, I don't know if it worked better for you. Yeah, I don't, 
I think it was trying to make Lois look like the bad guy, and I don't know that I, I don't think I got that. Um, yeah. So that didn't quite click with me because I think she was, I mean, we're naturally on Lois's side, so we assume she's doing the right thing. Um, but also it's not clear, like, and this is, goes back to not knowing enough about the inverse society and what the actual story was and journalistic ethics and all of that. It did Was Lois supposed to disclose something that she shouldn't have or... Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Without knowing more about that, I'm not sure how to. This feels like it was supposed to be a gotcha moment, mm-hmm. but I didn't quite get gotched. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because so. basically, Lucy is like, "Yes, you told everybody that I was drowning, but you didn't tell them that I liked drowning, and it was a good thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, I was drowning, but I really wanted to. Right. <laughs> Did you ever think of that? Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was doing something horrible, but that was that was my point. Yeah. So it yeah it it didn't land maybe as hard as I think they were going for, but you know there is some suspension of belief that you have to do or suspension of disbelief that you have to do in these episodes. So kind of just doing that and understanding that yes, people are mad at Lois and she is upset that uh, she did that. So buying into that, Lois and Clark have another nice moment on the porch again. I am. I'm dreading the time that one of these moments, like they fight on the porch or it's just something really bad happens to the porch. The porch no. is a safe place. Please, please don't mess with it. Um, Give us but, that. If we, if we get, we don't get to see a ton of Lois and Clark together. Can we at least have, you know, 60 seconds an episode yeah. where everything's, everything's right in the world and they're, they get to touch base and, and all of that. I, I would like yeah. the, these moments, if they're ever gone, that will be unfortunate. Yeah. So Lois and Clark are, they're on the porch and she's scared that the recording is going to be made public and nobody will ever believe what she says, which I, not to be harsh, but I, at this point it doesn't really matter because she hasn't written an article and it doesn't look like she's going to. <laughs> so, but maybe she's worried about those future articles. She will definitely write someday. Yeah. I mean, how is the Gazette still in business? They're just going off trying to fix years ago articles, like drive yeah. off to New Carthage, do years ago articles. Uh, and when's the, how do they publish one? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, Chrissy is staying up all night listening to podcasts. Right. I don't know. <laughs> and they still haven't hired somebody i think they're still looking for someone i don't know i guess yeah i will say i I do like a overall you know we can nitpick the that scene the reveal um the lucy lois scene but i do like where this overall i like where it's going it's nice to see the journalism side of lois play i do think it would be a good opportunity especially with clark being useless as superman it would be a good opportunity for him to maybe join and yes and do some some journalism i think it would be a natural thing and show he can make a difference even without superpowers um i could say that about every episode so far um that i'd like to see clark do that but i I think especially with what this story was going it seems like it would be a perfect time for him to to try to help and give a fresh set of eyes to this really complex situation yeah definitely and he is being very supportive but it would it would be great to see him like jump in and actually do something to help other than just supportive words so yeah i i'd love to see that hey you're doing doing great keep going Right. I wish I could help you. I yeah. don't know how. Just uh, so busy with football practice. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I think something I, I didn't mention earlier uh, is that Superman goes to the DOD and asks Lieutenant Anderson to help track down the thing because they they have uh, they figured out some way to track them. The energy. John Henry Science. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. They need satellites. Um, so, but the DOD has managed to track down uh, the thing, and he elects Lieutenant Anderson elects not to tell superman and instead sends tag and his team which I, i'm just gonna refer him to the, the tag team 
because I think that would be a great name, maybe better than the Superman of America. And as we'll see, it's maybe going to be cut down so that it's not uh, plural anymore, unfortunately. Uh, so Clark has... Yeah, he's yeah, a one man team. Yeah. Clark has visions um, of, of the team going against the thing. And it looks like the thing kills two of them pretty quickly. Um, and originally they thought it was Superman because it, it looks like Superman. But yeah, I, I think those two people are dead now. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Clark, I think Clark says even the two of them are dead to Lois yeah. on the porch. So I think this is... Clark hasn't attempted to talk to this thing, right? They just go into battle whenever they see each other. Yeah. He hasn't attempted to, to contact him. And I guess he has... This thing has killed some people in the mines and stuff. I, I don't remember. I think all of them were self-defense. Yeah. If that seems right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a couple are dead from the mines. A couple are here. They don't outright attack him but they definitely find him in the middle of nowhere come and try talking to him quickly and get up in his face and then he kills them so he's not a friendly guy but uh he also might just want to be left alone yeah he he really seems interested in superman and wants to get close to him but for what aim we don't really know yet and like you said he his motivation is not entirely sure like isn't clear we don't know exactly what he's trying to do and it's not super aggressive uh, to start off with and everything kind of seems like he's responding to people being aggressive to him um but superman shows up and starts fighting with it um and the crystal falls off and tag takes it and runs away so it seems like the dod is going to get their hands on the crystal and maybe do some research on it yeah perhaps that crystal will lead to something uh but i'm a little disappointed in this episode overall in that we see more time with this thing but we don't really get any new information yeah, there's a couple new fights. He seems to want to be left alone. There's, but nothing. The, the plot doesn't advance at all, and maybe that crystal is where it will advance. But you know, Superman and him fight. They don't talk. They don't. They just fight, and then he gets away. Yeah. So yeah, the there is the big fight. John Henry shows up with his suit, and his suit is not um, doesn't have enough power to to really work, and he puts all the power into the hammer instead. And Superman seems to be kind of holding his own against this this thing but especially with the help of john henry um but john henry gets pretty badly messed up in the fight and um superman punches punches the thing out of the atmosphere it almost seems like he's just he's just gone um but (laughs) he has to take john henry back to the hospital and i'll i I don't want to get too much into it but i'll just note that special effects wise this fight is not very impressive and it didn't look quite up to the standard that i come to expect from this show but it didn't take me out of it or anything it just it didn't look all that great i thought it was a cool setting uh, a cool look of it it was unique and i always like when they try something different and try something unique i, w- I will say yeah it kind of seemed a little green screeny mm-hmm. and out there there's some cool action and stuff mixed in there but this is maybe one of the more obvious green screen moments uh of the series except maybe some of the, some of the towel stuff in the desert was a little green screeny Mm-hmm. But the show overall, I mean, I think the, the visuals are very good. So, um, but this is maybe not one of the strongest moments. Yeah. Um, and Superman x-ray visions John Henry, and it looks like maybe something is, is wrong with his brain, which is not great. Uh, so back at the, the hospital, Natalie shows up and she's mad at Clark. She says, you're Superman. You're supposed to keep him safe. How could you let this happen? And I, I understand her, her anger for sure. And I, I hope it doesn't make too big of a rift uh, between them. Yeah, and obviously, it might, yeah, depending on how long John Henry right. is out. Right. Because they, they go back to the farm and apparently John Henry is breathing on his own again, which is good. But there's still we don't we don't really know um, exactly what's wrong with him and how long 
it's going to take him to recuperate if if he's going to be able to at all and uh that's basically the end of the episode the other kind of like end things we've all we've all touched on uh earlier in this but yeah this is there is this was a jam-packed episode lots and lots of side stories um lots of things going on but uh, overall like i said i think it really worked for me even if i maybe some of the character motivation especially chrissy and everything um around Allie, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me it's still a, a very intriguing story that i i want to see play out yeah there's lots of good stuff going on it, do, it does feel a little light uh on clark's stuff to do he kind of gets to mix in a hopeful sentence here and there and then go off to fight the thing and that's kind of all he's at right now partially because of the visions and partially because there's just other stories that they're focusing on right now yeah um, but i'm really interested with a lot of the lowest stuff and yeah i think i think there's some good things brewing here i do have some questions uh lois specifically makes note of how the thing is in the conference is in new carthage and yeah she asked why new carthage so i wonder if that's going to come into play later new carthage was that's where Derek powell worked in the mines for tal row last season they mentioned new carthage a few different times so i wonder if that means something in particular that it's that's new carthage if it has any connection to that to the mines or you know seeing your other self could all of this xk and uh this other superman could any of those things be connected somehow i don't know yeah i they've definitely brought it up a few times and i i'm not entirely sure either so that's something i'm curious about too it might also just be like a if you've ever watched parks and rec there's just a bunch of different names of towns around like snurling and it doesn't really matter that snurling it's just oh that's a town that's close by you know that <laughs> I, I would say that too but lois specifically <laughs> says why new carthage yeah and so i don't think she would ask that if it was irrelevant like oh yeah new carthage sure um so i'm wondering if it is i also should superman make like a public statement or say something to the press about the the fake super the ones who have stolen his shield yeah and of course that's two of them are now dead so right um that could be bad yeah that that's a really good point and it does bring up something i wish they did more of on this show is like show the world's reception to what like these events that are happening on and it is a very tough balance to strike and i'm glad that they're going more in the direction of like focusing on smallville and small town problems while also some obviously big super sized problems but i wish we got more um more idea and more like just flavor around like how the world is reacting to what superman does especially with this like you said maybe he should talk to the press about this it would be it'd be weird if he gave an exclusive interview to the smallville gazette but he could do that yeah they they avoid the oh he probably knows some people at the daily planet still yeah Uh, he could um but yeah they have i know some people want to see more references to like the other shows in the universe or anything like that um and i don't necessarily need that but it it would maybe a, a smidge of the larger world um as a whole, what people think of Superman, like you said. Yeah. Uh, a question I had was, what is going to happen with Jonathan now that he is, he's taking these drugs? Is he going to have some side effects? How is it going to affect him as a Kryptonian? What's going to happen when he gets found out? If I had to guess, it's probably going to be like, and I think maybe they started with the super eyesight, like a, a power that is useful, but maybe not that that great. I think he's probably going to be wanting more powers and maybe he's going to start taking even more of these drugs and Mm. it's going to have some disastrous effects but uh that's just that's something i i was curious about because we got so little of it in this episode yeah that's a that's a good point and i think there's definitely going to be well and that extended scene kind of shows a side effect of right uh (laughs) not knowing how to you know which we saw in season one how tough it is to master these powers so just getting them off of an inhaler you would think they would still need to figure out how to use them but it's 
you know, are they temporary or, mm-hmm. or how long do they last? You know, do they last a full football game? <laughs> is that, yeah. is that how, how, uh, Candace's dad is cooking it up or what? I don't know. Yeah. And I think, I think everything else we kind of touched on as we were going through the, uh, the episode, but yeah, just because there was so much in this episode, there was a lot of questions that got raised that we're only four episodes in. There's a lot of time to, to answer them. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. We will get into the next episode, uh, preview and, and spoilers and some comic book stuff if you don't want to be spoiled on any of that stuff. So we will get into that now. Um, I did notice specifically it was Lois, right? Uh, in the flashback yeah. talking about Allie. She's a parasite um, in the comics. Allie Alston is like the 17th parasite or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so that, that tells me that they're not going to go. I would love to see the parasite on this show. Probably one of the more one of the original ones, rather than than the seventeenth. But I think they're not going to go the parasite route by specifically calling her a parasite. Uh, yeah, uh, the, just the way the show works with their dialogue, I don't think they would do that. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to make her parasite, and that is to me that's a good thing. Like I uh, I was talking about earlier on is I like how grounded the cult thing is, like a a problem that Lois can solve. That she, you don't need superpowers to to beat her. If she was parasite, you would need superpowers to be her um so i'm i hopeful that they they don't go down that path uh, i do wonder if there's a, a connection with the the thing from the mines and because parasite can steal people's powers i don't know if there's something about taking superman's powers and putting it into some other form that she was involved in somehow but i i don't know i at least right now i don't think that they're they're gonna go that way yeah i don't know you know unless they there's some parasite virus that they give to everybody in this the inverse society yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know enough to that would be a pure guess. Um, yeah. So so two weeks off, and then there's a little preview for the next episode, season two, episode five. Um, looks like we got a funeral for those two dead Superman of America. Uh, yeah. Nice to know you guys. You you did your best, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it, it looks like uh, Jonathan is getting more powers because he's strong and he's punching Jordan. Yeah, or else maybe he breaks his hand right after that again. That would be. That'd be sad for him. Um, so I guess they're escalating that pretty quickly because everybody's going to find out if he is able to punch strongly. Yeah. Uh, looks like uh, another good one. All right. That is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. <laughs>